You're listening to the World Famous White Roof Radio, webcast number 534 for Monday, December 22nd, 2014. Tonight brought to you by CravenSpeed.com, MotoringBadges.com, and OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style. It's OutMotoring.com. Everybody, it's Stevie in Arizona bringing you a brand new episode of the world famous White Roof Radio, last episode for 2014. Uh, we're going to try to make it pretty special for you tonight. We've got uh, my good friend Todd Pearson with us, as always, motoringbadges.com. Todd, Todd, say hi. Greetings. Um, head mechanic, Chad Miller from Detroit Tune, DetroitTune.com. Chad, lay him down something nice. Hello, everybody. Oh, that was good. Uh, the, <laughs> the, new guy, Ale- the new guy, Alex, is here as well. Alex? How do I get promoted from new guy to guy? Oh, it takes. Oh, time, dude. You gotta stop talking like Peter Brady. <laughs> you have to stop. Your voice has to stop crackling like Peter Brady. Yeah, okay. that's for sure. Can you do and a you really good American to... accent? New guy, dude. And then finally, uh, as a special treat tonight, the only person who writes at Jalopnik that does not hate the Mini Cooper, we are joined this evening by uh, Patrick George. Patrick, say hello. Howdy, everybody. Hey, look at that. It's like a. It's gonna be a good. Good show tonight. And Patrick, where are you uh, calling in from tonight? I'm in Austin, Texas. Oh, excellent. Nice. Yeah. I like Austin because uh, they let naked ladies walk down the street in Austin. They do do that. You don't see it terribly often, but it is legal here. Uh, anyway, like we mentioned already, uh, Patrick's he writes over at Jalopnik. Does a great job. Uh, Patrick, I do like all of your posts, by the way. They always oh, thank pop you. up. And I always make sure to you know at least quickly scan them. Um, you usually write things that I enjoy to read, so nicely done. And I then I can and, and I and then I can just read down. And I don't read the comments. I, I there's something about automotive site comments. Is this just me? But automotive site comments just are horrible anymore. And it doesn't matter what automotive site you go to. The comments are just really bad. Was it there? We, we are way better than most, I like to say. I think that like 90% of my our readers at Jalopnik are like really awesome people who are engaged and informed yeah. and are part of the conversation and are funny. You know, you have like the 10% haters and trolls or whatever. But I, I do think you know, we're better than like Yahoo or, yeah. or YouTube. God forbid, YouTube or something <laughs> like that. Wasn't there just an article um, somewhere? Was it on Jalopnik this last week about YouTube commenters on automotive mm-hmm. posts? <laughs> Oh. Yeah, it was uh, what was it? Auto Guy did this thing where they they did a video of themselves, and all they did was read YouTube comments, and it was yes! hysterical. That was it. That was it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So it must just be me, because and then I was over at Petrolicious because uh, Afshin was kind enough to share a link to the show that we interviewed him on. The first comment was crap. and not even related to the interview it was just like some guy was just cranky some guy slamming on alfa romeos or something right some guy slamming on alfas that's exactly what it was it was so dumb what kind of sick person hates alfa romeo i know you gotta gotta hate fun to hate alfa romeo exactly come on exactly exactly see we don't like like bouncy gyms either All right. So, yeah, this is definitely going to be a good time tonight. Before we get to it, though, uh, let's uh, take care of some business really quick first. And it's too late to order because Christmas is, you know, day after tomorrow or something. Well, it's not too late forever. It's just too late to get for Christmas It's too or late Hanukkah. to get it for Christmas, but you can still – you're going to get money for Christmas because, you know, mom just writes you a check anymore because she just can't be bothered to go get you a gift card or anything. So here's, here's a check. Take it over to outmotoring.com and buy yourself something nice that you didn't get otherwise. Everything that you want, it doesn't matter which mini you own. All the things are at outmotoring.com. When I say all the things, I mean tools, I mean car care products, interior gadgets, and good-looking things, exterior modifications, go-fast parts, all the cool swag, hats, shirts, shoes, watches, um, uh, oil catch cans, radiator overflow gaskets, and and trailer parts if you go over to Mini Do More to pull stuff with your Mini. Holy crap, everything over outmotoring.com. Go over there, and also you guys know the cool trick already. Make sure you sign up for the email newsletter so you get your own 5% discount coupon so that when you do order, you can save 5%. And who doesn't like saving 5%? Because if you don't, yes, like you. I like saving six percent. I like saving six percent myself. Well, we can't help you out there, brother. I'm sorry. It's five percent. Damn it. Yeah, maybe next time. We'll have to talk to our guys. Anyway, go over there. Outmotoring, outmotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and Ooh, Mini Cooper Cufflink set of four. That's uh, outmotoring.com. Nice. Is that the official Mini Cufflinks? I have a set of those. I do believe it is the official Mini Cufflinks. I, I still can't afford. It's an aspirational thing for me. The uh, Paul Smith Cufflinks, which I believe are nine thousand dollars. <laughs> no way, nine thousand dollars. Isn't everything at the Paul Smith store nine thousand dollars? I mean, Possibly. you know the little striped classic mini yes. that I'm talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, they look nice. Yeah. They're, they're absolutely incredible, but they're cufflinks, and literally the size of my thumbnail, and they're like $9,000. <laughs> it's crazy. So there you go. <laughs> it's 
with that would be a good that would be Alex like write that down. Year's that was worth of vodka. Alex, write that down. That would be a good topic a for week. the telecast. Anyway, let's <laughs> yeah. uh, before we get going with news, I want to we should uh, let's get everybody familiar with Patrick a little bit. And we've already mentioned this once or twice, but Patrick, I just want to make sure we get this out of the way. Uh, you are the only non mini hater at Jalopnik currently. Is that correct? <laughs> I, I don't know if I'd describe my, my wonderful coworkers as haters or not, but I would say that <laughs> Mini's one of those things, like, you either get it or you don't. And uh, you know, a lot of cars are that way. Miata is, oh, that's true. for example. Um, you know, even 911 to some degree. I'd, I'd say that I think I get I get Mini a little more than some of my coworkers do, yeah. And, and that's because yeah, you still do. Diesel- I do own one, which I, I'm sure you guys know yes. is why you have me on here. So that, that's, I drive it every day, and I, I love it. So that, that's part of it, too, you know. Well, tell us so, about your, your Mini that you have real quick. I have an 08 uh, Cooper S, blue uh, with a white roof, um, automatic with paddle shifters because I lost an argument with my wife. Oh, <laughs> dude. It, it, it's, hey, man, you know, it, it is what it is. I, I, I tried to fight that fight, and it just I just didn't come out on top. Understood, uh, understood. So we're how in Austin many t- now, How many times has she actually driven it, though? Oh, she drives. Oh, what uh, the the Cooper? She drives it all the time. She, she oh, okay, loves. Good. She loves it more than I do. She loves that car. Absolutely. Why are people that have lost that argument, but their wives have never driven it? And I was like, really? So why did you just cave? Well, there's 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 other reasons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Patrick, you were saying continue, please. We were we live in Austin now. We we were living in D.C. for a long time, and we bought the car there, and it was it was our only car uh, for a long time. And uh, you know, it just I I, I first I suggested a Fiat 500 Abarth because I, I had one of this as a press car like a few months ago. I was like that thing was really badass. Like we should look at one of those. And and I drove it, and then she drove it too, and we were both like, yo, that was car was fun to play with, but like the idea of owning it every day just didn't didn't really appeal to me so i was like oh let's go you know let's go down the street and check out the mini cooper she's like yeah okay maybe and then then we did and that was it for her she's like that's this is the car we're getting this is i'm in love and you know that was it for us so you know and that's such a great story over here i think that's a very typical story of uh of people who end up buying minis is they go out and they drive them they look at them for a long time and they think oh i'd like to have a mini then as soon as they go drive it that's it it's all over yeah so yeah that's very typical that's awesome yeah i always warn everybody don't test drive it and there you go. What do you mean? Don't test drive it. Because you're going to buy it that day. You're going to buy it. You'll buy it the next day. It's just you just yep. got to buy. Just got to make sure you're prepared. That's all. Um, so since we're still talking about minis, uh, Patrick, what was your first mini experience? It was actually a few years ago. Before I was at Jalopnik, I was a newspaper reporter here in Austin, and I, I was a, I used to be a crime reporter. Actually, I covered murders and court cases. Oh, wow. excellent. <laughs> yeah, uh, a l- little darker than what I do now. Um, yeah, that's where your sense of humor comes from. <laughs> I guess yeah, because you, you have to have one if all you do is like doing murders every day. Um, but like I, I would do car stuff on the side for the newspaper just because I've always been a car guy. I've always wanted to write about cars. And I, I did when they, they did the, the Countryman launch was in Austin. I went out there. Yeah. I drove the Countryman. I liked it just fine. And they also had a Cooper S with a stick shift. And that was my first time driving one. I was like, holy crap, this thing is awesome. And I had a WRX with it with a five-speed manual at the time. I loved that car too. But I was like, this is like even more fun than my WRX. So I always kind of kept in mind like, yeah, maybe I could own one of those because I, I really like you know, I like the handle, like the power, like the style. I love the heritage, uh, you know, the, the rallying aspect of it and the history. Um, you know, I, I like that they're made by BMW, so I like BMWs generally uh, a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's a lot of things that appeal to us, and they're good on gas too. You know, that's that, yes. that's also really nice. You know, it's, I like having I like having your cake and eating it too. You know, if you can have a yes. fun car that handles well and it's quick and it gets really good gas mileage, and you know, hell yes. Although you live in Texas, where the gas comes from, so it's like what eight cents a gallon down there it's now. A, it's so in. insane now because yeah, of, because of OPEC and because of Texas, I'm paying like I mean it's like it's like like two seventy five two two fifty for the the premium for stuff. For premium, man. yeah, it's, it's insane. Yeah, you know? it's great, wow, that, wonderful. That's insane. I've got friends in Colorado that paid a buck ninety for a premium today. Oh, that's what I was paying for my car when I bought it new in two thousand three. Yeah, that's crazy. It was a dollar ninety? God, I haven't seen gas wow. so cheap in forever. It was crazy. It's balls. Keep going down. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. anyway, so that was the Countryman launch. When was that? That would have been... That was uh, 2000, 2010. Da, 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 2010. Was... That was right after I moved to Arizona. It was 2010. Was it, was it 2010? Was it that long? Yeah, it was the yeah. end of 2010. Yeah. It was like November, I think, or it was like early 2011. Yep. Uh, White so. Roof Radio was playing on a loop at that event. <laughs> Interesting. I think we were. Yeah, if I yeah. remember correctly. So, anyway... Um, let's move on. Let's ask uh, Patrick a couple more questions before we do the news. Um, you, you're over for Jalopnik. I'm sure you've got a uh, spin in the test car. What do you think of the F56 and the F55? 
I actually went on the launch of that event uh, in January of this year. It was down in Puerto Rico. Um, yep. I, I kind of talked my way into it because I was like, I'm a mini owner and like, I'd love to compare the new car to mine. Um, and I, I, it's interesting because I've read a lot of reviews since then. And they've been sort of mixed, but I, mine was generally really positive. I did like the new car a lot. Um, mm -hmm. I, the only the main thing I didn't like is that it's bigger. It's like it's like oh, not you know it's not huge, but it is bigger and yep. it doesn't feel quite as as like tiny and 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 darty and do crazy stuff in traffic as mine. Right. But in every other regard, it is a better car. It, you know the engines are better, the interior is much better, the overall quality is better, the ride is better. Um, you know it's it, it's it's a definite improvement in most areas. I was like if they had just kept the size like the same as as my um my car, I would have been like oh, damn swimming perfect. You know. But generally, yeah, I do like it. I do like it a lot. Which is kind of amazing because I have I have one of each parked in my garage. I've got an F56. I've got a 2014 Cooper parked next to my 2006 GP. So I see the differences. And it is, well, it is bigger. And some of the proportions seem like they're a little more uh, bulbous, if you will. Like the whole front end. Um just seems it's definitely not prettier. No, it's not. No, it's it's definitely not. And that's just you know a horse that we've beaten to death over the last <laughs> six months. As have you know a lot of enthusiasts. They just don't like it. But in in retrospect of driving the two, I really the, in the new car is so much more comfortable to drive. But yeah. I understand what you mean, and it's a common theme that I've read in reviews. And, and you mentioned it yourself. It doesn't feel as tossable. Um, yeah. The new car, you know, in and out of traffic and darting around. And I think that all comes down to the fact that it's more comfortable to drive. You don't feel the road as much as you did in the previous two generations of the cars. And uh, that's what makes it feel, you know, maybe not as, as tossable. But I have the difference between a Cooper, you know, the new Cooper. I'm driving this, a three-cylinder. It's got, what, 122, somebody... Correct 100, 100, 100, yeah, 134 horsepower compared yeah. to my GP, which has got like 215. Ooh, yeah. um, it's twice as much horsepower for you know basically the same size car, you know, pretty much. So it's night and day mm. as far as power, but the amount of torque in that three cylinder is ridiculous. It feels as fast off the line as my GP does. Which well, is, it's got the same torque numbers as an R53. It really does. Um, it really does. So I'm I am impressed. And then we read just this past week that uh, I don't know some European you know engine organization rated mm -hmm. the new uh, uh, mini engine one of the top ten engines of the year. Yeah. yeah. So it's funny you bring that, that up because news. when I when I drove uh, I was when I, on the day of launch I drove two cars and they had a Cooper S with a six speed automatic and then they had a three cylinder with a manual. Mm -hmm. I liked the three cylinder better because it was just so much more fun to ring out and and to just take mm -hmm. the red line and and shift yeah. as high as you could. It had this growl to it, whereas the new four cylinder model it gets good, it's good on power, but it's kind of it's too comfortable. It's kind of a, it's kind of anonymous. It's like it's yep. like every other 2.0 liter turbo four on the market right now. Like you know, it's just kind of like anybody can make this this engine. The three cylinder that felt really special, and I like the new car enough that um, I would at least consider it as a replacement for my own Cooper. Wow! But but if I did, I would get I get a three cylinder with a manual. That's the one I would get. That's what yeah. I uh, that's what I've got here, and it is so much fun to drive. I mean, there are, there are times in traffic though where I'm so used to driving around the GP with its power. And it's it's eminently tossable, and it'll it'll you know outmaneuver just about anything out there. Um, that I I long for that power. You know, when you get to the end of that power band, which usually happens at around forty miles an hour, you're like, okay, where's the rest of it? And that's all she's got. You know, it's it's fun getting to there, and it's it's very torquey. And if you downshift far enough, and speaking of the one thing I do not like, I absolutely still do not like about this car is the rev matching built into. Even the manual transmissions. And that's because I use engine braking a lot. Yeah. And I have found that it is impossible to engine brake in this car because it rev matches so perfectly that it doesn't slow the car down much at all. You know, it revs the engine up when you downshift, and you're not really getting that forceful amount of, of engine braking. And, Chad, you can probably speak to this better than anybody. That's probably hard on the engine on, on my manual transmission otherwise. But people who drive spirited have been doing that all along. Am I right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, it's not really damaging the car per se. Um, you know, if you're not rev matching a little bit, uh, you could be doing a little more damage. Well, you don't want to over, uh, yeah, you don't want to yeah, over rev it and, and downshifting. You want to be feeling like you're thrown into a brick wall at that point. But uh, um, we actually just had this conversation with a customer uh, yesterday as we were showing him the ins and outs of a clutch and how to be on and off of it and how to work the gas and all of that type of stuff because it was a he was a brand new stick owner he was really excited about this 
and uh, we had to show them kind of some pointers, and we explained the process of downshifting, but we tried not to get into that particular aspect of it too fast for him. Well, yeah. But, um, yeah, downshifting is not going to hurt and the I, car overall. And I rev match, too, all the time. I blip the throttle on almost every downshift uh, when I drive, and now it's completely unnecessary. I mean, you, you don't want to then... Because if you try and do it in the new car, it's redundant and it's just like, oh, it's too easy to drive. It almost takes the fun of driving a manual out of it. But I have just noticed downshifting, it, there's not so much engine braking going on because it rev matches too perfectly for you. Is that it's like, really? It just keeps going the same speed and it's just a little higher RPM. Right. And uh, you use and a lot I think more that's brakes. Why uh, Top Gear hates uh, flappy paddle gearboxes because it doesn't really give you the experience of driving the car it kind of takes your balls away from it you know like it doesn't really give you that man feel <laughs> <laughs> i'm serious uh, well i guess i like the way you put it there i mean okay. I, I physically everybody can prove that yes the manual gearbox with all the rev matching and stuff it is faster around the track and it is easier and there's less parts to wear out but you lose that man feel. <laughs> I, I, I kind of take issue with that because that's that's like it's that that it says like driving stick is exclusively the purview of men. It's more like oh, well, a, like a this is true. This is true. Yeah, I do have quite a few women drivers yeah. that are very excellent at driving their cars and are faster than I am. And in, in, quite frankly, um, but overall, it kind of. Uh, it loses something. I, I, sure, I don't yeah. want to say man feel again, because, but it does. It loses something, and it, it you lose the feel of the car, whatever that feeling is, whether it's male or female. You know. Yeah. You know, it's it's, it's funny you bring up like like rev matching. It's I, I think it's a gimmick. Every car I I've think driven, so too. like it just feels like it does. It's this oh, it's this neat feature, and it but doesn't really add anything to it. Like the new Corvette Stingray has it. It's one of my favorite cars in the market right now. And I tried it, and I was like right away, oh, this is neat. And then I immediately turned it off and never use it again. I it wish you could turn it off in the mini. You can't. You can't. No, you can't turn the rev matching off. What? Um, I didn't know that. That's, I bet you that's a. Pro no. I bet you that's going to be a programming option at the dealer. I have been trying to figure out a way to get rid of this because even in the manual transmission and, and here's where it's re it's it's unnecessary is uh let's say you're coming to a stop and you're not really you're downshifting through the gears which is it's not necessary but it's just habit for me because i always use a little bit of engine braking well it doesn't do that anymore in the new car because it rev matches and if i put it into if i go into neutral to start going down it'll rev the engine um coming to a stoplight and it's like ring and it's like oh no you sound like an idiot then <laughs> to people around you yeah just new blow off valve on your turbo yeah yeah so it goes, so, ring. So, yeah i'm I, not i had no idea you couldn't turn it off or no. I mean, it's been like a year since i've driven one almost now or maybe the, maybe the one i had didn't have that feature it was missing like launch control and a few other things they were pre-production right, models right but oh, right that's that's kind of infuriating that you can't turn that off yeah you can't turn oh. the only thing BMW... you can turn off is the auto start stop that's it yeah, BMW Mini overall, like, they don't want you to turn those things off. They really don't. I'm well, surprised you can turn traction control off. Okay, well, you said, Patrick, you said you think it's gimmicky, which I agree there, but I'm thinking from an engineering standpoint, the more I thought about this, I'm like, you know what, I think it's going to increase the longevity of the engine because for people who aren't great drivers, even, you know, at manual transmission, um, it'll probably extend the life of the engine because it's a smoother shift you're not taking it into you're going from third to second like and you know redlining the thing to try and slow down which is fun i mean there's no question about that but um i think it could prolong the lives of of the engines a little bit so from an engineering standpoint i guess i get it but on the yeah. other hand i think it's completely gimmicky and i wish like crazy you could shut the thing off I think at least in America, like when, when a person buys a stick shift car, there's like there's the presumption that they know what they're doing, you know, because yeah. we don't, in America, we don't make a ton of cars with stick shifts. It's like, you know, it's, it's like performance cars, mostly now, you know, <laughs> right. or, or, or like like bargain basement cars. So it's kind of like, oh, you buy a Fiesta ST. All right. Yeah. You, you know what you're doing behind the wheel, at least, you know. You'll figure it out. So well, anyway, you're an automotive journalist, so you know how many people think they can drive a, a manual transmission, and then you get a press car that is just like, "There's no clutch left in this thing whatsoever." Because yeah, don't when you, if you buy a car and it looks like it came from a fleet, like find out what fleet, and if it was an auto journalist car, never buy it, no. ever, yeah. because no. that means that guys like me flog the crap out of it. So just, <laughs> just say no. I mean, if it's like a Golf TDI, okay, it's like okay, someone 
no one hooned that. But you know, if it's if it's a it's a vet or a Miata, then yeah, sure. no, it's sure. had a hard sure. life. Patrick and I, this isn't in our rundown, but this is a question I have to ask just because sure. somebody said the word journalist. Cadillac, wagon, you're in, right? Oh, absolutely. God, okay. yes. I just, I, I just, just wanted to make yeah. sure. God, yes. Yeah. Okay. I just okay. had the CTSV wagon for a week. You know, the, the one that just is the last oh, year for Did it. you really? It Amazing. Oh, God. It was fantastic. It was great. I love it. <laughs> See? I don't know what it is. It's a thing with uh, automotive journalists. They oh, you guys like station wagons. I hey, I love the wagon. Which then we can come up with the with the next thing. Speaking of wagons, See, I like that. See how? Huh? See what I did there for you? I, I do. I segue. <laughs> Segway. Segway. Right. TB the master of Under, Segway. Underhanded that one for you. Speaking of wagons, the Clubman is the one of the next thing that's going to be coming out with the uh, Mini next year. And we saw the um, pro, I don't want to say prototype. It was the uh, concept of the Clubman. And didn't you write an article at Jalopnik where you, sh- you said I'm not sure what I feel about how fi- I feel about this, right? I did write that. I'm actually looking at it right now. And that was, let me see, that was back in March. And I could tell you that, you know, like I said, I wasn't sure about it then. And as the months have gone by, I think the design of that has grown on me a little bit. Well, because it looks so much better than the F56 that they came out with. I mean, Alex. Oh, the five-door five Cooper? Um, yeah, or or the F56 or the F55, either one yeah. of those. The, the, the uh, um, Clubman concept looks better because the front end is actually a good design. Yeah, it does. And it's like it, what some people said is like it's a natural evolution of the way that the Clubman was before. And like people right, yeah. who are like, oh, I had a Clubman. I love that car. This makes so much more sense because my family's a little bigger now and the doors are even even bigger in the back. So like there was a lot of positive reception to that just from our commenters. And and, you know, not all of them are, are, are pro mini. But so yeah. I, I, I kind of yeah, I kind of get that car now a little more than I did when it came yeah, there's out. A, we have a lot of listeners and a lot of friends that are really, really excited for this car. So uh, I'm one of them. In fact, that car just makes me excited. I'm excited for it, the utilitarian aspect. And yeah. from what we're still being told is that it's going to be optional with all-wheel drive. Now, if they do that, I'll, I, why are they even making the Countryman is, is my opinion then. That's a great question. <laughs> Why are they making it? Because it, look, it looks so much better than a Countryman. Oh, yes. I, I, I've never yeah. been a fan of that look of the Countryman or the Paceman myself. The Countryman, the countryman grows on you. The Paceman, well, not so much. Well, and we're told that the, 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 the next generation, what they're going to do with the Countryman is make it uh, more off-road. It'll be uh, way more rugged than it is now. So that'll be like the... SUV, if you will, kind of version of it. There's going to be a King Ranch edition. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And a Harley Harley Davidson edition, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be pretty bad. Hey, if they bring the Beachcomber, I'll stop complaining, right? (laughs) Yeah. Right. But, um, and then the uh, the Clubman with all wheel drive will be your general competing with everything else. And I blame Audi that is, you know, driving BMW and everybody else to make all of their lines all wheel drive. Because I mean, you're in Austin. It's completely unnecessary. I it's mean, it's really it, unnecessary. It's yeah. completely but, unnecessary. But people buy it, they, especially luxury buyers. They buy that. They buy all-wheel drive cars like crazy. Like I'm still, that is, you know. Explain that to me. I still don't because, get it. Because they might have to drive up a street covered in wet leaves. Right. Exactly. It's just, <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a peace of mind thing. But they will pay extra for. It. I mean, that's what, that's why there's uh, you know the Jag F type, the sports car. That's why there's an, an all-wheel drive version coming out, so they can sell it in like colder climates and. America. Sweet fancy Moses. <laughs> this is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. That's a, that's yeah, a brilliant is. car, by the way, the Jaguar F Type. I have a chance to drive it. There's a used one at our BMW dealer now. Somebody traded one in. I mean that car's only been out at like less than two years, right? Do you know what they traded Trid- for? I don't I have no idea, but probably like an M six is my guess. Yeah. You know, there's always gonna be somebody that trades a car right away because they just can't get into it. They can't figure it out. The the controls are laid out completely backwards for what they understand i mean people have done that with minis they get in there like the window switches aren't on the door i don't understand it Ugh. i always claim that's my chevy dealer and i'm getting yeah. a cruise yes yeah, somebody traded in a brand new stingray with um literally 275 miles on it on uh on a bmw on an m5 and my wow. my attitude was, what did they win this in a contest, they and they have. just didn't want it because who the hell buys a car, takes the depreciation hit, oh, you know, yeah. before you even put and a thousand miles a car, on it? A car that costs as much as the as that new Vet Z06 does. I think it's people with more money than sense. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. anyway, anyway, yeah. So I, talking uh, about uh, talking about upcoming cars. So um, uh, we talked a lot about concept. I'm sure you've seen the pictures of the Superleggera and the Rocketman. Yeah, definitely. So if you had to choose between one of those two, which one would you prefer Mini releasing? 
Oh God! Why do you? Why are you making me choose between those two? That's that's like cruel and unusual had, punishment, have, dude. That is cruel and unusual because Alex hasn't even made us answer that question yet. <laughs> and uh, what if they only came in yellow? <laughs> oh, oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, I, I, I don't know what I'd say because I really love the, the design of the Super Legere. I think there's, I honestly think there's, a, it has a good shot of hitting production. But I also really miss having a smaller Cooper. And I was like, if you did a Rocket Man and it only had like the three cylinder, like, I'd be perfectly happy with that. But I, yeah. I don't know, if, I don't know if you can with safety standards being what they are. And um, you know, when I was on that drive at the, you know, the Cooper S launch this year, and you know, I asked them, people was like, why did it get bigger? And they were like, well, safety standards are one thing, and also our customers wanted bigger cars. So I think yeah. that kind of rules out the Rocket Man. And, um, and we think, all... yeah, go ahead. I don't know if I had to choose, man. I don't know. Um, I guess I'd go with the Rocket Man. Yeah, you know, but it's a tough call. It, it really tough. is. Mm -hmm. It yeah, would be a really you guys. Mini, Mini lives and dies by JD Power. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd rather see the Super Legera um, because, you know, I'm hitting that point in life where it's like, oh, you know what? Midlife a crisis. A convertible sounds like it'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, I was even considering a Roadster for for a while. It's like, oh, yeah, JCW Roadster would be so much fun to have. So that, w that would be my preference. But I also understand the, the desire to like go the a, Roadster. a little bit smaller. But then again, see, I'm going the other way. You know, like I'm I'm 46 years old and I'm like I, I'm tired of being beaten to death by my GP, and I just want to get in a car that I can drive in comfort. Just take the 18s and, off and have heated <laughs> seats. And but see, I love the way the thing handles. You know, taking around an on ramp when I've got some jackass in in who knows what. Um, I don't even care anything from a Honda to, you know. Uh, whatever they try and challenge they're on my ass on a highway and i hit the on-ramp i'm gonna join clover leaf all over you know everywhere and i'll lose them by the time i get to the bottom i don't even see them in my rearview mirror that mm -hmm. is what i love about the mini that's what i don't want to give up now yeah. i'd really my the car the next car that i'm looking at and you can tell me your opinion on this patrick is the oh. evoke um as Ooh, a, okay I'm, yeah. I really like the luxury of that. Uh, I don't drive a lot, you know, maybe 7,000 miles a year. So I, w I just want the comfort. I want something luxurious like that. So I, I haven't driven an Evoke yet, but I've driven um, a few of the other uh, new Land Rovers, and they're, they're all spectacular. I mean, that, that company is turning out the best cars it probably has ever. Um, so I'm sure the Evoke is really good. Yeah. Um, I would also look at the Range Rover Sport, which is one of my favorite cars I drove last year. It was excellent. Awesome. Well, I'll go to uh, CarMax and I'll get the warranty on it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, have, you, have you heard they do that at CarMax with the warranty? Have you heard about yes. that? Yes. So what is? Can you guys can you guys talk about it a little bit for people who are not necessarily in the know? But it was like a, it was a series of posts it's over a, at Jalopnik, and not like just one, but it was like a series of posts. And I don't. It's I don't an ongoing really. Land Rover story <laughs> of a of a CarMax Land Rover with the full warranty. The full it's like a it was like a four thousand dollar warranty, like thirty six hundred dollars or something like that, right? And it, they've had what about eight thousand dollars worth of repairs on the car now. Yeah, oh. something like that. It's a great story over at Jalopnik. It's a running theme that goes on. And that's what I tell all my friends when they're looking at cars. They're like, well, I want to buy a used car. And I say, here's what you do. Set a price range. Just go to CarMax and buy whatever you can that you like and buy the full, full warranty that they offer. <laughs> See, but personally, like, I love that series. And I love that, like, you know, we'll do these, like, this one guy, he writes those stories. And he'll do, like, you know, you can get this ridiculous S-Class AMG. It's like this luxurious German thing that you know is going to grenade itself on you at some point. You know, use with the full S-Class depreciation hit already taken care of and the full warranty. Like, do that. That's the great deal. Right. Um, but at the same time, I just... I, I'm not, you know, Car CarMax has some real cons to it because they 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 tend to like lowball you like crazy on your trade in, and all their cars are really expensive for used cars. Right. I mean, like thousands of thousands of dollars more, and it just never seemed worth it to me. Like I would rather like buy the used car cheap, save that extra money as, as like my repair fund rather than you know, um, you know, worry about having having paying that much extra for a CarMax warranty. That's yeah. just me though. I've gone both ways. My my sister bought a uh, um. I use six series at, at CarMax. Um, she got a 645, and she and it's got the SMG transmission in it. And I Ooh. told her, I said, with that transmission, you have no idea who drove this car before you, and they probably had no idea 
what to do with this. So yeah. get the full warranty, and she has. And she's had really good luck with it. She's had it for about two years now, and she got it for like thirty grand. I mean, <laughs> a 645 with an SMG transmission. There's so much freaking fun to drive, and it sounds amazing. Somebody put an aftermarket exhaust on it. But it's one of those rare instances where I think, you know what? CarMax can pay off if you find mm-hmm. the right car that is for you for that. But I still recommend get the, get the stinking extended warranty because, you know, chances are those deals that you like like that on a used 6 Series, they're going to fall apart. Something's going to mm-hmm. happen. You know, a steering rack's going to go and it's going to cost you five grand. You know, it's just yeah, just the way it is. Excellent. So, well, I think we've I think we've heard enough uh, about Patrick. Should we maybe actually talk about the Mini Cooper news now? Yeah. What well, do we got in the news hey, from this week? I have one yeah. question for him. If he oh, wanted ahead. to describe himself in one word or a phrase or something, what would he like our listeners to know about him? In one word or yeah. a phrase? Make it a, or a small, a, you know, in the size two of a Twitter sense. post. Yeah. I I'd go with trucktacular. Trucktacular. <laughs> I like it. Done and okay. done. There you go. And, and we have a show title. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's going to listen to the show and go, what the f***? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, can I, can I swear on the show? Is that okay? You can. It will be you edited. You can swear a little oh, bit. Todd's really good about bleeping so it, it out. A lot, you know, like a lot. Yeah. yeah. Todd will bleep it out. Uh, okay, well, let's move on to news. How about some of that news music, my show, if you please? Boom. There it is. In which we click over to motoringfile.com. And we've got a couple stories here. Uh, where should we start? We've got the JCW video that Alex hated. The one with Tony Hawk? The one with Tony Hawk. I thought it was cool, and Alex was like a total hater all about it last week. He was so like, Let me explain your wife. Oh, he was so. Okay, I want to hear. He was like texting me. I know. And I just had to keep telling him, Quit being a hater. Calm what? down. Why did you not, Alex, what did you not like about this promo video Funny. with Tony Hawk and the so JCW? So when I, when I saw the video, I was like, uh, You know, for me, there's only one guy you can do, you know, that kind of stunts, and that's Marty McFly, right? But unfortunately, <laughs> Tony Hawk is not, he's not using a hoverboard, so it's not as cool as, as uh, Marty McFly. So that's one thing. <laughs> then the, the second thing, though, is that I, I, I step back a little bit and, and try to think about the previous um, announcement videos that Mini has had for the F56, and, and there is nothing that uh, you know that is um, that you will not forget. There is nothing you know sensational, nothing really really original compared to what other brands are doing. And and I'm not only about talking about uh, announcement videos, but also about um, commercial ads, right? So when you look at what Jaguar did, was you know it was pretty cool with all those yeah. British actors. What Lincoln is do- Lincoln uh, did with uh, uh, Matthew uh, McConaughey, McConaughey. Yeah. always yeah. yeah McConaughey, always a uh, impressing his name. Uh, and even SNL spoofing him, right? It was it was pretty fun. And then also um, you have um, Jerry Seinfeld writing uh, ads for uh, Acura. And and Mini, it's pretty it's pretty blunt. Even BMW, I can't remember like in the past couple of years anything very. You know that stayed, you know, uh, really memorable or viral in any way uh, from e- either of those brands, and that's kind of unfortunate because the JCW is the, you know, aside from the GP, obviously, is the pinnacle of the of the of the mini range, and like it's it lacks some excitement, right? When you see the 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 rally car driver, you know, uh, driving the car, it's like he's really focused on the road and stuff. It's not. You know, it could. I mean, it's. Uh, it looks like he's driving to to his job or to, to 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 the office or something. It's not. It's not. I don't see. I don't feel any excitement from from the ad, and that's. So for you, it would have been more fun. It would have been more fun to have the new JCW like right next to the Dakar Minis, like jumping over sand dunes in South America, <laughs> right? Like they can compete with <laughs> or like tearing down like a dirt road or something. Would that be better for you, Alex? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, but something that is you know stands out and and oh, and okay. it doesn't have to be like you know all crazy and stuff but something that stands out and that people say you know what i have you seen this mini ad you know somebody talking about it you know in the in the office somebody you know talking so about it you know so something more along so something more along the lines of cram in the boot that's what you're looking for <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm i'm with alex on this one i, I that agree. video was not on jalopnik because i watched it and i was like this is incredibly stupid and oh, it's a well, huge okay. misfire and it was like yeah. a real missed opportunity for for the introduction of the jcw uh, yeah. i, I I think I it agree. should have been a little more bold. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. It, it really didn't show off the car. It didn't show off Tony's skills at all, really either. Um, well, he's like he's like it, eighty, dude. I he's, mean, he's, you he's, know. Yeah, he's forty. No, he's my, he's, he's really my age. He's forty six. He's, yeah, he's forty six, man. <laughs> but uh, but he's you know, yeah, he's old. As a average uh, uh, avid uh, follower of Tony Hawk, he actually promotes the Winnie brand better. Than a lot of us, really, yeah. um, you know, us, you know, minus us included. Um, he does a lot of Instagramming and, and promoting of the cars, and he's in various places all the time, and well, he's always got the exact same black countryman. I'm sure he's getting a good paycheck for it too. Chad. Oh yeah, I'm sure he is too. Also, but I mean, he's also doing the right things and, and yeah. being supportive of the brand, and really, he does like his car. It is, but I then mean, it also raises the question of what is their target for that? Like, let, let, exactly, you yeah. choose, choose Tony Hawk. And uh, like middle aged right. gentlemen, that if you're, well, wish they if you're over forty, if you're over well, forty, no, you know who guys is. my age that grew up on on that type of um, those th- those things because I mean we all know who Tony Hawk was. We we grew up with him. We saw him on video games. We saw him um, on I, our I, movies. I, mean, I would say to an extent, gleaming the cube. I mean, like he, it was amazing, dude. I'm, gleaming the cube. Oh, and Alex, <laughs> write that down. That is like an there's another show for title for it. Oh my god, we can have a show whole show on gleaming dude, the cube. Gleaming the cube. That movie was. Awesome. But I'm I'm with Alex. I'm with Patrick on this. Is I think it's kind of a narrow um, approach to you know say hey yep. here's this is this is the uh, the big launch of the one of the best minis ever built i mean uh, 231 I can, horsepower i mean come on i i'm sure i can kind of like talk a little bit you know here in general you know as for everybody is their their marketing right now has been a little bit lacking it really yeah, hasn't yeah. shown the exciting it has not shown you the neat things it does it's not really even showing you anything about the car other than it driving down a city street at night well and here here comes full circle you know? to what we said and what patrick said earlier is he's not a big fan of the cars getting larger and i think um from a marketing standpoint let's let's rewind the clock back to 2002 when some of those ads came out was, you know, um, small is the new big, um, you know, the SUV killer. And it was all about being small because at the time, I mean, he was the smallest car in his class. It was a small luxury car, if you will. And they really could spin that a lot. This and, was back when you could buy a Hummer brand new. Right. Correct. Right. When yeah. Right. And and back when gas was less than you know a dollar, when gas was a buck fifty a gallon. Well, yeah. but then but then what's what's their demographic, right? I mean, I I I seem to be surrounded by Tony Hawk fans, so I'm not going to say anything bad about Tony Hawk. But what is the demographic? <laughs> is it like forty six years old people? That's a uh, good or is it question. Like, you know, is it like you know uh, I don't know uh, uh, you know uh, people in their you know twenty early twenties you know I, the late twenties that are trying to get a really ex- their first really expensive car. And Maybe. and also, what's with the race? What's with the WRC uh, driver? This car is not even all-wheel drive. It's ma- it makes no sense. Zero sense. You should have like maybe an F1 driver or maybe I don't know some you know indie car, indie or, indie or, race car driver or, if you want. But or some kind of like big name celebrity. Yes, exactly. Right? Is that what you're thinking, Alex? Like like let's, let's look at the Jag ad for example, the last Super Bowl ad, which was brilliant by the way. If many were to do an ad like that. That would be awesome. Yeah, and it would yeah, probably and it's, sell a crap load of cars. Well, and it's it funny makes... you saying this, DB, because because uh, I I heard I think uh, I think it was uh, from an article from Automotive News. They were interviewing uh, David Duncan, and he was talking about the Britishness of the of the brand, and you know going back to the roots and stuff. But I've never saw them using any British actors or filming. Let's get Michael Caine and let's do an Italian like the original let's do an Italian job. That's so easy. It's yes. right there, man. Exactly. You know? Michael Caine's like eighty now. I don't know if like, that's really a good fit, but yeah, he'd be cheap. Yeah. That's the that's the advantage, you know. <laughs> no, he's still working though. <laughs> yeah, and Batman he's movies. Come on, he's really good he, friends with Phil Wicks. Um, I guess. You guys oh, I forgot point. about that. Yeah, you guys bring up a good point though. Like I hadn't really thought about this, but like when you remember when Mini Launch in this country, like they had these really clever ad campaigns for right. years. They were there was they the, were the, the Playboy, were... the Playboy centerfold. Well, you know, yeah. all the, the funny sex jokes and just all kinds of things. All these, and, all these and, great, and, uh, these great billboards and TV commercials. Right. Like you haven't seen stuff like that in years now. Well, they it. changed. They changed that. Another reason. Sorry. Go, go ahead, Chad. Ahead, uh, Chad. Do you think that's because of their uh, their change in ad companies? Yes. Yes. Go yeah. It, it must be. That's the only thing I can think of. You know, yeah. it's just that you they're having some trouble recapturing the magic that they had, some of the momentum that they kind of started with. I mean, yeah. look what they, another reason. Go sorry, go ahead, Jimmy. No, okay. go another reason that they, they did well before is that you guys are still talking about those ads today. It's been right. like 
for uh, 12 years now. Right. And the, the ones we're seeing now, nobody's going to talk about it in six months. I mean, do you guys remember the launch of the F56 video? I don't. I don't. No. I had no. to go on YouTube like before the before the show to watch those old videos, you know, from six months ago. But they right. are pretty blunt, and uh, you know, with the dog and stuff. And I'm not yeah. even talking about the the final tested drive because this is gonna drive me crazy. But, well, and I think I think here's I think, a I think I, we're gonna have to make a mini commercial, fellas. Well, I read yeah. in in Ad Week or someplace how much the uh, the F56 launch videos and commercials failed because they focused on the bulldog and nobody got that. Um, mm -hmm. Relationship right. anymore that nope. that was nope. kind of the the mascot of Mini and the car has a bulldog stance well, that was we lost. We get on it, and the and the, uh, the, right. know, the previous owners get it, but the, new owners don't get it. Yep. Yes, and right. here's the thing: if how much if you guys weren't already converts to the brand and buyers like I am, like you are, how much would you care about the new car? Oh, I wouldn't. I mean, not based on the on those ads. I mean, actually, I was yeah. more curious about the Lincoln. Uh, than the, the, the mini, <laughs> and just because the, the you know, because I'm of more the excited SNL based thing. on TV commercials. I'm more excited about the electric Kia Soul. <laughs> oh no, that commercial's awesome. What are you talking about? Yeah, or the Jag, or the right. Jag, or, the Jag. Mm. or any of the Jags. The Jag commercial. The Jag. I'm sorry. I think one of the most I hate to say this, one of the most effective commercials. Mini should have done this. Is what Camry did <clears throat> when they put like a professional driver and somebody in there, and they took them on uh, like a roller coaster literally right. on a track you know with hills and everything and yeah. driving around corners and the people were like oh so much fun i'm gonna go buy a camry and i'm like oh what a missed opportunity for that should have been a mini cooper because yeah, you've done in a car that isn't ass yes exactly you know? <laughs> exactly that wasn't a freaking right. camry come on <laughs> well and, you know it's funny yeah go ahead uh chad you know, it's interesting because I know that they've told dealers and stuff that they're going to focus more on TV ads and stuff like that. Wouldn't somebody that has a car that is so utilitarian but yet is still small and economical on gas, shouldn't they be showing the the points of those type of things in the commercials versus it's just driving down a road? You know, like wouldn't they want to, you know, really show the, uh, the product explosions. I think more explosions and jumps and track time <laughs> well I mean well. I, I believe me I love the whole uh, series of videos that they had with the hammer and, and coop I mean yes that, hammer that was and great coop. That's Hammer and Coop was amazing. Well, Hammer and Coop is, is the ad was... campaign that won BSSP the um, uh, the account for Mini. Right, yeah. And but it was great. also, yeah. it didn't last very long. It was only internet. It was never TV-based. Yeah. And it was really only geared towards owners. It was cheesy good. I think we need to, like I said, I think we need to write our own. I think I need to put a giant, like, Firebird, giant yes. gold Firebird on the top of Mini. And when yes. you do a Smokey and the Bandit, the yes. kind of <laughs> rising yes. out of we, the sun. We need yes. to talk about this. We need to talk more about this uh, offline. So. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence should be in it. Yes. Yes. That's what you need. <laughs> yes. And, and, the, and actually, the music needs to be by Molly Crew or ACDC. Done yeah. and done. Done, both. done. That takes both. A collaboration exactly. between both bands. Yes. Time out. The world's greatest super group of all time, Motley DC. <laughs> a giant mashup. I like it. There we go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to text uh, my, my guys at BSSP right now. Text your guys at BSSP right now. Tell them we're making this happen, and we're going to make them look bad. Oh, Moving on. Man. So we've got um, mini Superleggera patent drawings that have surfaced. And is it just me, or does this look like the uh, Honda? Uh, S two thousand? Yeah, the S two thousand. No, it's it's just, oh, it's you. just me. Okay, thank you. <laughs> this car's I clears that up. Yeah, it looks like the MG, an MG, an old MG for some oh, reason. Yeah, okay, I, I think like it the, looks the like the latest. First, I think it looks like the first generation Audi TT, and that's a good thing because that is still a beautiful car. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. All right, all right. So I think I was, I was way off mark there. It's just yeah. got a little bit of a. Uh, of Thunderbird in there. I don't know why, but I see yeah. just a little bit of that. And I think it's the roundedness or even even like a, a classic Corvette, like a like a what a fifty three. Like an old stingray? Like it's got that, that... You, got, you kinda got Corvette on the brain tonight, dude. Yeah. Well Chad started it. Yeah, he did. Right. But anyway, yeah, I uh, it was interesting that, that. that those surfaced because that was like a patent application that somebody dug up, yeah, right? That was a patent patent application or something. So, and companies do this all the time. I mean, you see it, you know, some people uncover it or whatever, and nothing ever comes of it. But we've heard publicly that they're actually considering making this car, and they're considering making it rear-wheel drive, and they're considering making it electric, 
all things, which just blow which is, your that's mind. just all things for Gabe to post a motoring file to get him more clicks. Any one of those things would blow your mind. You put them all together, and it's like, are yeah. you freaking kidding yeah. me? That would and be here's amazing. The thing about, here's the thing about the patents is like when you when you and I kind of I kind of wrote them off when they showed. I was like, oh, that's just a super legere concept. Then when you actually look at it, there are things in those drawings that the the concept didn't have. Kind of seams in different places for the bumpers and for the trunk. And I was like, I looked more. I looked. I was like, oh my god, this could be for a production car. Um, at the very least, some kind of further concept. And you guys are BMW yeah. guys, so you know that you know their their concepts tend to turn into reality. Right. Yeah. So I I think this thing has a shot. I really do. Well, and the fun, the thing is, is when they did this, it wasn't a concept. They didn't label it a concept. They labeled it a design um a design exercise, mm-hmm. and they, they were very specific about it and saying this is not a concept because they understand that like everything we've seen is a concept with the exception of the beachcomber. That is the one concept that never came to production. And really, we wish it yeah, would do. That would be really hard. Have you too, seen but... what Koros is doing? Have you seen what um, uh, our buddy Gert Hildebrand, who yeah, designed been... that, he went yeah. over to this this Chinese car company, and he did the same thing. And uh, we should probably post a picture of that. He's yeah, got a beachcomber concept for this Chinese company that is like dead on <laughs> mini beachcomber. <laughs> Well, you know, wow. the interesting thing I think with all manufacturers right now is every single concept that they come out with, it becomes the production. There's yeah, nothing right. really super wild anymore. Right, that it's is never like, well, we're going to see what's going to, you know. That's what Patrick it, was it, alluding to. There, as, it uh, took GM like nine years to get the Camaro up, but it was a concept. Hey, all right, you know. They could have done so much better with that if they would have gotten it to market so much better. You know, like, so... It, it almost when I see a, a car at a auto show nowadays it's like yeah they're gonna make it in a couple of years and they'll not, look nothing like this and it'll still be kind of crappy and it'll just be whatever it doesn't get me excited anymore so, so I wanted to concept. ask you um, to ask you guys a question uh, DB or Todd you guys have that uh, book from Mini called Mini Design like it's a yes. big book in German yes. right yes so I don't know if you have that book next to you but if you look at page at page 339 uh, there is one picture of the Superleggera. Um, so why so would I, I have that? Why would I have that book next to me? I, I yeah, don't know. You have it next to your, your office. office. Yeah, I, yeah I do have it next to me. No, because I just want to make sure I'm not crazy. So, my, so I might I will, have given that away as a contest prize. I will look it up and see because it's upstairs in my library. So are yeah, those so ones? I was those ones we had signed? Yeah, those ones we had signed. So uh, I was wondering if that was part like of a design exercise. I mean, I it's part know. of a design exercise, obviously, when Endless Warming was not, you know, chief design for Mini. Uh, that was either for the, you know, the the art, the Rodster and Coupe concept, or just an exercise design, you know, aside from the regular, uh, the regular contest design that they held when they need to design a new car. Just just to say the just to state the fact that uh, this car has been in someone's mind for quite a long time now. And so I, I wouldn't be surprised that, uh, you, you know, just as Patrick thinks, he would come to production because he's been, uh, you know, in the waiting for so long now. I think yeah. it, yeah, I think it's got too much press. And well, everyone who talks about it says it's had like a, a universal acceptance. Yeah, Does you it? know what would be really cool is if they took this car and they made this the basis for the next coupe slash roadster. I think yeah. Alex might just said that. If this was a, came That's... in both a, like the Superleggera and as a hardtop. Well, I think they make it like a, a, a Miata where it has a hardtop option on it. Or they, they the engineers make a hardtop convertible much like the 3 Series is, um, which is a brilliant piece of engineering, by the way. Right. And if they did that, they'd only have to make one. I'm thinking for a track car, though, it'd be nice if it actually had a built-in roof. Uh, I think you could do it with the with – the, if you've seen the 3 Series convertible yeah. that does that, it's a solid top. And um, I, I think it would pass for track. That Alex Reject. Is Alex just, Reject. Just too good to throw away, I think. Yeah. Just, you know. Agreed. Yeah. Yep. I gotta yeah. do something with it. Totally something agree. Sure. Totally agree. <clears throat> Moving on. Moving on. And this is the thing that I'm the most excited about. And I don't know why, but I saw a video over at Google Plus or somewhere on the internet about uh, just a, like a video of the Dakar car, and they were like running around the sand and jumping over dunes and all this stuff. But there's actually they are there's going to be a, they're extending the Dakar Rally commitment until 2017. I think that's really exciting. Which is incredible because they've won two years in a row now, right? Uh, two or three. At least two. 
Yeah, at least two. They like dominate every year. That like the X-ray team, they're they're pretty. They're like better than that sure. than anybody now. Anyway, there's a video. I'll get it shared over on the White Refredo Facebook page for you guys to check it out. But it's it's just awesome. I mean, it's, I mean, we know this is as much a mini as you know a NASCAR is a the Toyota Camry. NASCAR is a Camry, but just to see it cruising around the dunes and stuff, I think it's bitchy. Yeah. It's, I don't know, uh, but I'm easy. It's very I'm cool, and that's coming up in a couple of weeks. It's, uh, that is. It starts, starts up again here in a couple of weeks, and I think they're doing it backwards this year in reverse. No is that idea. Right? Is that what I read? Oh, I don't know. I'll have to check out, and I'll, I'll get you guys up to date on that. I, I'm kind of proud of the team because it's always a Frenchman winning the, the car. Oh, in a mini. In a mini. Go. <laughs> yes, Stefan. Stefan, Peter Hansel. Peter Hansel won it two years ago, and then last year another Frenchman did, right? Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, M- Michel Perrin, yeah. Yes. You Excellent. are. That's very exciting. Stuff. You are correct. Alex, when are we going to see you enter? <laughs> yes. Viva la France. Give me a car and I'll go for it. <laughs> we're going to put Alex. We're going to put Alex in a first gen rabbit and Ooh, send him out nice. on the car. Yeah. A Scirocco. No, it's got to be a Scirocco. A convertible. That sounds sounds really, really safe. Yes. Really safe. <laughs> we'll give him a helmet. <laughs> Come on. And uh, you know, we're not savages over here. And a fire suit, sure. All the safety things. Come on now. That's funny. Um, This is exciting. The Mini's three cylinder engine, which we've already talked about quite a bit at length since the F56 came out. Uh, But the three cylinder motor actually has won awards. Not surprising because BMW always wins awards for the motors uh, like they do. It's a good engine. I'm still not happy with with the mileage on this thing. It's still nowhere near what. Like, I'm lucky to get 30, 31 miles to the gallon. Dude, it won, it won 10 best engine, engine, you know, 10 best of the year. Come on, man. Yeah, but, it, but it's 30, 31. Is that, that's your average overall? Yeah, yeah, that's as it's good not as that it. bad. I mean, yeah, no, it's. But it was started from the assumption that you would do like 35, 40, right? That's so correct. That's, yeah. that's why, like, he's disappointed. But otherwise, you're right, Patrick. It's not it's not that bad. But my attitude is too, was bad, yeah. it's too fun to drive. There's too much torque in it, and your foot is in it all the time because it is so. Uh, a, a, such an interesting engine. I love it. Don't get me wrong, but I'm a little disappointed. And and maybe there's a balance there somewhere of mileage to power, torque, drivability, and um, it leans more towards the power and the fun end. And I guess if I were gonna take one, I'd probably keep that. There you go. <laughs> Rather than it's, get a, it's got some really good company. I don't know if you guys looked at the rest of this list, but it, it shares in the top 10 with the BMW i3 electric motor, the uh, the V8 that's in the Chevy Corvette Stingray, the V8 that's in the Dodge Challenger Hellcat. Which is, an, oh my gosh, that's an incredible Which has like 14,000 horsepowers and has enough torque to change the directional spin of the earth. And aren't they making like only 12 of those or something? I mean, I, what's I the story on the Hellcat? Something like that. I'm not sure. And Jay Leno bought all of them. <laughs> he gave one away to a, a, um, did, a veteran. Your, yeah, to a veteran, yeah. I saw that that was very cool. Yeah. And, and um, one thing to mention, though, that the, in, in less than a year, that's the Sagan Award that the uh, F56 got. Like yeah. uh, I think it was six months ago, seven months ago, they got like a design award. Yeah, uh, you can always discuss that. But is it helping people want to buy well, the I car? I want to round out this list here really quick. So I think it's interesting that there's other engines that that uh, made top ten, where there's a three cylinder out of the Fiesta, the uh, mm-hmm. electric motor out of the Hyundai Tucson, the the turbo diesel out of the Dodge fifteen hundred pickup truck, the engine out of the Subaru WRX, the Volkswagen Jetta motor, and the motor from the Volvo S sixty, which is a car we also like here. Which one from the Volvo S60? Uh, the two-liter turbocharged uh, dual overhead cam four-cylinder. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That made that made the list it's, too. So it's good competition there. I mean, that's, I think a, that's, that's a that's a good list to be in. I think. But I'm. Yeah, it is. My point is, is it going to make people want to buy the car more? Uh, good. Good. I, maybe. I, I think know. it would. Maybe that's going to make them look twice at the Mini Cooper. I think we need. I think they'll we be need looking better. at the S and they'll say, "Well, let's look at the Mini. It's save us four grand. See what it does." We need that advertising. You know, we need that. That's right. The, Jennifer Lawrence and ACDC music. I, I, we Jennifer always wonder how much these like these awards like actually help car companies sell cars because every magazine has you know, Motor Trend right. Car of the Year and then like Automobile All Stars. I mean, I have a top then... ten list in development. Come on, yeah, yeah every, everyone t- does that. I'll tell you, as a guy who does not really follow any of that, I don't read JDM. <laughs> I don't know. Seriously, right, right. I mean, I am a car guy, but I don't pay attention to all of that. Like my extent is, I kind of read Motoring File, and. <laughs> I, so none of that I, matters to you? No, I mean, when I see somebody's review, I was like, yeah, I don't care, whatever. I, I gloss over it because nine times out of ten, I feel they're wrong. And so somebody winning an award about something is like, really? 
you you got an award for an engine the the engine has been out for god knows how many well, years because the, it's the usually the 350 chevy's never gotten an award and it's been out <laughs> it's the most popular engine ever you like, know what chad you're right completely robbed chevy has been robbed on and the 327 for that matter <laughs> well, well yeah, yeah exactly so it's usually because it's like, an award from some some place you've never heard of like yeah. this one here this is this is pentons wards penton wards 10 best engines of the year i'm going i've never heard of that that means nothing to me and right. I think your average <laughs> consumer is going to say the exact same thing. So, Chad, very good point. Yeah, well, I mean, or it's I, only for normals. It's like, it's like, you know, people like you and us, like, we know what kind of car we're going to buy. But then, like, your neighbor pulls up in his new, you know, uh, Ford sedan. He's like, oh, this is top of the J.D. Power listings. And you're like, well, congratulations. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. right. Here's a exactly. beer. And I think some of the awards get glossed over because they're not really as important as they really should be in all reality. Yeah. Well, you know, and this is my thought on awards in general is um, who was it? Motor Trend or one of the automotive magazines gave the Countryman Truck of the Year Award. <laughs> you guys remember I that? that? I remember that. Yeah, I think I do. And, and I saw that and I went, what? I go, what? WTF, man. It's a truck, though, right? What? Oh, so, yeah, my the Countryman gosh. Truck of the Award. So that's how much I, I, I really, you know. So basically, it's, basically, it's still cool. Somebody made a top 10 list. They thought it was nice to put the Mini in there. So that's nice. So let's just move on okay well speak- saying that they should be getting like a, 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 a an ad uh, award rather than an engine award right oh gosh all right speaking of awards we're gonna do one last story and then we're gonna wrap because we're running out of time here this is an award for the one of the stupidest things of the week um oh, would be okay. the the government crushing the classic mini um tell us how you really feel the department of homeland security patrick <laughs> tell us uh, uh what happened here you you wrote a nice uh, story about this just this week I did, um, and I once, uh, you know, I had, I had my, my blood was just boiling, and then once I calmed down, and I went, walked around the block a little bit, took some deep breaths, I came back to my computer and I wrote the story. Is um, I'm not, I'm not sure how they found out about it in the first place, but DHS found out about this Mini Cooper that they allege were, uh, it was a classic Mini Cooper. Let's establish that first, you know, pre BMW. Uh, they found about this, this uh, Cooper that um, they, they allege had some discrepancies in, in its, in, you know, the way it was, what the year it actually. Was versus well the vin had been shaved yeah the vin had been shaved and replaced because you can't import the car it was a 2000 car it was too new because there's a what a 20 year rule now that 25 25 year has car has to be more than 25 years old and somebody wanted to bring this in and so Mm -hmm. this happens all the time i bet you and i all everyone on the show knows somebody who has a newer mini than 25 years that is they're like oh it's a 71 and i'm like bull it's a 71. Yeah. I think that air conditioning and electric windows in it. Yeah. There's no way. That's... MP3 CD player. Yeah. 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 So anyway. You know, like this, this car in, in question was, uh, it had, it was actually, they, the government says it was a 2000 actually, but, but it had a 1988 VIN number on it. They knew that was wrong because the car had airbags. As you guys know, there weren't a lot of cars in the eighties that had airbags. Correct. So, you know, they There's had, they say we had to destroy bike. it. And you know that that's that's shitty for one thing because that's that's the law. Everyone hates that law. It's stupid. But the worst part is the spectacle they made of it. Yeah. Oh my they, gosh! They dragged this car out and gave it a public execution. I mean, they had a press conference. They put their suits on. They had TV news. They made a video. They put the video online. They put the pictures on the front page of, the, of a Customs and Border Protection website. I mean, it, and, this, and they were laughing they, also. They were well, the, laughing the, the whole time. They're, they're, they're doing that. To watch. Yeah. They're doing that because they want to show like they're actually doing something. And yes, they do crack down on a few people and stuff, but there are people who are breaking the law, unfortunately. And yes, this is the law. And is it a really bad law? No, not really. But well, it only it takes is. that one guy who gets killed because he didn't have the airbags there. It is now that. because I think 25 years now is different than it was when this law went into effect. And yes. I think so I, I fully agree. That's fully what agree. That's what I think everybody's looking at now and going, let's at least change it to 15. I mean, come on. This well, is ridiculous. Sorry, I don't know anybody who we, agrees with this at all. <laughs> That's no, it. I, what, what I said I, this I don't story either, was, but... what's funny is the Mini The mini kind of showed uh, inadvertently how absurd this law is. Because as you guys know, the original Mini, it, uh, you know, over its almost 50-year uh, you know, run, it wasn't updated that much. Like, they added new features. They added new engines and things like that. But the base car kind of stayed the same. Right. And under the law... You know, I, I'm barred from importing a car that's younger than 25 years old. I can bring in a 1970 Mini Cooper. No problem. You know, God bless. Do, it, do whatever you want. But right. if I try to bring in a 2001 with airbags, like, no, we have to crush it because it's not safe. That's what doesn't make any sense. That's like, correct. Yeah, it makes no sense. That's true. 
Come it, on, it's the same car, but it's safer and it's better on emissions than than the well, forty year old uh, smog belching unsafe one not, death trap that I could. Well, not, yeah, the, not the only ones had like had uh, disc brakes on them too on the fronts. I think. Well, they? you could bring. Not only can Crazy you bring a nineteen seventy one Mini in, but you could license it and drive it on public roads today yep. in the United States legally. As long as the sun was up. Legally, you can do that. That's what doesn't make any sense and blows everybody's mind. They go, this law is complete and utter. It needs to be done away with, and this is like the worst example of it and makes us all sick. For your listeners, because you guys probably know, but like the reason this law was passed was back in the back in the 70s and 80s, you know, the, the importing was legal, and these so-called gray imports were really heavily eating into uh, you know, foreign car companies' products, Mercedes-Benz in particular. That's why you see a lot of old like 70s SLs, a lot of them are gray imports. And so they're like, we need it, we need to clamp down on this shit. So they spent a uh, a ton of money, you know, lobbying Congress to get uh, to get laws passed that kind of protected them from this sort of situation from happening. Right. And and now at this point it just seems ridiculous. Although, you know, <clears throat> because it would keep people from importing, let's say, cars that they don't have in the United States, you know, for whatever reason, a, a Peugeot. Skyline, bro. <laughs> God forbid somebody wants to, to, to bring in a— Oh, if, a... if there would have been, like, outrage, there would have been riots in the street as if that would have been a Skyline. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, no, agreed. But um, you know, I, I think there is a there is a fine line there too of going. Well, if it were legal, would it be better to bring in some cars that we can, we don't even have access to in the United States? There there are some cars that we would all probably agree that might be better cars than we have to choose from here. Not a lot of them, but some. I mean, there's yeah. some interesting cars. The Dacia Sandera. <laughs> yeah, right. The Tata Nano. The Tata Nano. How about that? <laughs> so so anyway. a friend of mine, uh, right after Patrick wrote the story, I sent the, 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 the link to a friend of mine because uh, he's trying to have a, an old E30 uh, come imported from, from France back to, uh, to the U.S. And he told me, yes, but if I, if I import it through Canada... And then from Canada to the U.S., like it's, uh, I should be safe. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Is there like some kind of loophole no. that I'm not aware of? No, or? no it's just easier. <laughs> I, think, I think your friend might be wrong. I feel like if he brought this car in from Canada, they'd be like, what is this? I mean, if uh, yeah. and, and kind of wonder where it came from. And he may get flagged, especially if it's, um, I don't know if this, this, this is your, your friend is in France, right? Is that what you said? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Car's left hand I mean, drive lives, then, it, so it might have a better it, shot, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. And oh, no. it looks like every other E30 BMW that's on the road in the United States now, it you know, it, it's very similar. But and I don't really know how much different that car would be. Um, you know, that's the thing is they roll off the same line. There's not there's not many safety features that are different than the ones no. that were actually sold in the United States. That's a little bit there's, more of a gray area. They just have like uh, uh, bigger bumpers, and then you need to change also the the daytime running lamps. That, yeah. that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, those those things right there, I think, are a little bit more of a gray area. But the law is the law, just like, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it, yeah. they still may not be able to do it. So, Yeah, but I believe that wraps us up. Yes, uh, on a, on a so. really sickening quick, uh, note. I, I need to actually say thanks to Patrick and all that. But before we do, I want to remind you guys about CravenSpeed.com. Uh, with your Christmas funds, I want you to go over to CravenSpeed.com, and I want you to spend all of your money on the cool things that they have for you at CravenSpeed.com. Get the squeezy thing. Get the platypus uh, license plate mount. Get the uh, cool, uh, all the things. The R53 pulley, or the R53 pulley if you have an R53. The uh, um, stubby antenna. The stubby antenna. The engage system. Yeah, the squeeze. We call that the squeezy thing. I've renamed it the squeezy thing. I think so that's the flex pod. Yeah, the flex pod. Do they have turbo and cabulators? No turbo and cabulators at Craven oh. Speed. They only make real things <laughs> at Craven Speed. <laughs> so, and don't forget, if you've, got, item. if you've got the F56, that F56 intake is an amazing piece as well. Go over CravenSpeed.com. Don't forget, also sign up for the email newsletter while you're there. Uh, no 5% discount coupon, but you get notified whenever cool new stuff becomes available on the site that you can purchase uh, and put on your mini. Go over there, please. Do it now. CravenSpeed.com, home of the Platypus license plate mount. Anyway, I, I want a, a big, huge thanks to Patrick for joining us tonight. Again, Patrick George from Jalopnik.com. Um, he, I think, is the only Twitter profile that has a Citroen as the header graphic. It is, yeah. And it's a purple well, Citroen I'm, at that. I, I'm a man of taste. I yeah, well, Citroen SMs, man. You can follow him over at Twitter at ByPatrickGeorge. There'll be links to all this stuff in the show notes. Thank you. It was wonderful and, to be here. Yeah, and of course, you, you can read all about him over at Jalopnik as well. Um, but yeah, this is, you know, and motoringbadges.com. Go. Bye, badges.
or something. Yes. Uh, or the Whitewood Radio Swag Shop. That would be awesome. Or finally, and you guys have been doing this quite a lot, and I really appreciate it, and so does so all of us here underneath the White Roof appreciate this, is click over to the White Roof Radio Patreon page. Uh, a lot of you guys say you want to do what you can to help out the show, and I know a lot of you guys that go and buy all the things from all the sponsors, and we really appreciate that. But there's nothing left for you to buy at outmotoring.com or Craven Speed, and you still want to help out a little bit, you can go over to our Patreon page. You can kick in a quarter a show, 50 cents, a dollar a show. I'm coming up with some cool prizes and different levels of stuff that you get depending on how much you donate. And remember, when we hit $100 per show, Todd is sending everybody a butter of a stick of butter. <laughs> you guys forgot about that. I didn't forget. As soon as we hit $100 per episode, Todd is going to mail everybody a stick of butter. It's got to be in the wintertime, though, because otherwise it'll melt. It, it's got to be. So let's get on it. Let's get that done before the end of February so that Todd can you know get that butter distribution going. Oh, God. Yeah, if 75 of you give one dollar, that's it. We, we got that's it. it. We're there, and everybody gets a stick of butter. Well, I mean, that's a win-win, right? You help support White Roof Radio, oh, and you get a free stick of butter. But please don't eat it when you get it. Please. I'll, 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 I'll up that. I mean, I'll even take care of all the shipping if Todd buys the butter. <laughs> <laughs> done and done. See? All right. There you go. Patreon.com forward slash White Roof Radio. Guys, we do appreciate that. And like we mentioned already, this is our final show of 2014. Some of us might be trying to do a Google Hangout uh, on Christmas Day. So if you need to escape or something like that, come uh, watch uh, for the watch for that on the Facebook or the Twitter um, for that to actually happen. And we might just sit down and just chat and drink beers. Who knows? We'll do something. Maybe Keep make it cool. Keep your phones charged. Yes. Keep your phones charged. That's all we're saying. Anyway, <laughs> gang, uh, that's it for this is the part of the show where I do like to make the funny clicking sound and then i say questions comments or concerns you can go ahead and click back over to whiteroofradio.com there you can leave us a note in the show notes you can also email us feedback at whiteroofradio.com but until 2015 this is db i'm done cheers see ya a bientôt